Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Backstage With, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with your favourite actors and creatives in the world of musical theatre. I'm Mikey Worrell, and today we're going backstage with Susan Harrison from Showstopper, the improvised musical. Susan has been a part of the Showstoppers group for about seven years now. The show's on at the Other Palace at the moment, but it's also on at the Lyric Theatre in the West End one Monday a month. It is completely different every night. The audience makes suggestions for the setting and the premise of the show, and the cast just take it from there. It works so well, and I really cannot recommend it enough if you haven't been before. Susan and I met at the Museum of Comedy in London. It's in Bloomsbury, below a church. You go down some steps, it's underground. It feels just like going into the Court of Miracles in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. But I could not remember the name of that place while we were there. Of course, as soon as I left, it came to me. Here's our conversation. Hi Sue, welcome Hi. to the podcast. Thank you so much. We are here at the Museum of Comedy. I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. Do you do a lot of stuff here? Um, we sort of, yeah, sometimes we rehearse here and I've done like, I've done my solo show here before actually. It's great. It's like full of sort of crazy remnants of old comedy shows and stuff, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's and quite a, the fact yeah. that when you come down the stairs under the church, I was getting Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, yes. What's it called? Those that vibes of that, that place <laughs> where all the yeah, gypsies yeah, live. Yeah. That yeah. kind of vibe. I love it. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like an underground secret. Mm. It is the 1000th show of Showstopper yeah. tonight. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, I saw it last night. Ah. I absolutely loved it. Oh, brilliant. There's something about improv that, I mean, you, you leave on a high when you see a great musical anyway, but because you you are seeing one being created in front of your eyes, it just gives you such a buzz. And I just, I'll, I'll definitely be back, especially because oh, you went there. So I need to come and see you do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that is, yeah, that's the nice thing about it is you can see it as many times as you want. And, and you're never seeing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. The biggest thing I wanted to ask you actually about that was... When you're in the moment, yeah. I'm just going to go straight in. Yeah, go when you're it. in the moment towards the end or in act two, lots of things are picked up on from earlier in the show. Yeah. Are you sort of all the way through thinking, I'll pick up on that later or I've got that in my head or does it just come with instinct? That is a really interesting question. I think it's a slightly different process for everyone. So personally, I feel like it's kind of things sort of filter in <laughs> to your brain and in an ideal world, you're not consciously thinking about it. Yeah, like hopefully you're naturally sort of threading it in because, yeah, like you say, sort of through instinct, but instinct that has come from a lot of working at improv, if that makes sense. No, it does. I mean, it's that whole thing of listening to a song and knowing the words. And Mm. as soon as you try and think what the next word is, you forget it because it's just there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like there's a part of your brain that kind of has to be conscious of of all these like gifts that you can reincorporate and then another part of your brain that has to forget that and just be in the moment. So it's quite strange. (laughs) How long have you been part of this company? I had my first show in 2013. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, I I joined like the year before. There was like a long period of sort of being trained up. And then also I was doing a play at the same time. So I was going off and doing that a little bit then I came back so yeah I think that was yeah I think 2013 was my first show how do they prepare you for that um there's a lot of yeah just a lot of kind of 
improv workshops I guess is a way of explaining it so where we're kind of integrated with the cast and we are trying to get better and better at improvising in this kind of style and trying to get better at improvising songs improvising dancing yeah it's hard it's like sort of boot camp thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a never-ending boot camp when I was thinking about what I could do that would be quirky or a quirky way of doing this interview last night I was thinking mm. how do I improvise it or, or you know come <laughs> but actually I thought improvising an interview would just make me sound unprepared <laughs> but actually improv as an art form is not about being unprepared it's about being the most prepared you can be isn't it for yeah. the moment yeah yeah I guess it's sort of like anything like trying to get really good at a sport or trying to get really good at playing an instrument. It's like you put the hours in, in terms of, you know, practicing being better at improv. And then when you come to it, hopefully you feel relaxed enough to sort of trust yourself and trust other people. Yeah, you're right. Funnily enough, I was sort of working with some students last night who were making that same observation. They were like, yeah, you can't really, it's not like you can just wing it as such. It's like you have to put the hours in, then you can be free to go with it. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned trust there. That was one thing I really picked up on last night. You know, you're, you see the company members looking into each other's eyes mm. and you know they're communicating. That, that trust, you, you almost have to be fearless. Do you feel fearless when you're on stage? On a good day, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I do. I do most of the time, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. When you're like in a really good place, Mm. like when you're really relaxed, then you do feel fearless. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad that you noticed that, like people sort of looking at each other, because that is a big part of what we've been working on, you know, the last sort of couple of years. It's just that thing of like connecting, which might sound wishy-washy, but is really important. Just literally looking at each other on stage so that you're like saying, yep, I'm ready to hear whatever you're going to say or sing and... I'm here for you. <laughs> Sounds cheesy, but it's kind of true. Yeah. That must be even harder, the fact that you're rotating company members, you're working with different people on any given night. Is there, this is a really basic question, but I just, I was really intri- intrigued about who decides who's going on with who, how you work it out, how many they're going to be that night. Because yeah. I read there could be up to, is it seven people on stage on any given performance? Yeah, there's usually six performers and then the seventh person is usually the person in the chair who's like directing the show which who we call the writer yeah so uh, last night it was unusual because there was just one less but normally it's yeah six performers and one in the chair but I would never have known that they were meant to be six no they did such a good job Aww. I absolutely loved it yeah it was, it was brilliant shall I tell you a bit about what they, what yeah. they did because first of all I loved how they sort of open it up and then they take two things and it might be different every night I'm guessing um, and last night it was between Nashville Tennessee and uh, Wormwood Scrubs Prison for the setting nice I actually voted for Wormwood Scrubs but it didn't <laughs> happen it was Nashville and it ended up being sort of in the style of Hamilton Come From Away My Fair Lady and and Oh The Book of Mormon oh and it was great. called Tennessee Waltz nice and I was sitting there halfway through thinking I would actually come and see this oh great <laughs> brilliant. that's brilliant that's like what we're always trying yeah. That's what we're always striving for is to try and make a musical mm-hmm. as opposed to like um, an improv show that has a bit of singing in. So um, great. That's, yeah, I wish I'd seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that I kept thinking all the way through was there were so many good moments and good little nuggets of song mm. that I was thinking, is, are, they, are you preserving each show and, and sort mm. of going back and looking at it? Or is it once it's gone, it's, mm-hmm. it's done and it's lost? Yeah, well, we do, um, we do video each show, but that's like for our own 
purposes so we can kind of watch it and see what we can improve on. But uh, funnily enough, we have just made a CD. We picked out a few songs from the years, like to try and get a variety. And we picked out a few songs that we thought, yeah, showed a bit of a range that were improvised. And then we recorded them as close to the original as we could. So it's really nice because those will be preserved. But uh, generally, a lot of stuff is just lost in the ether forever. (laughs) Which is really sad. Yeah. Because actually, when I I say preserved, I meant almost for you to go back to and and look at what worked and what didn't. Yes. But also in terms of knowing that some especially if you come off stage and you go oh that was so good mm. if that was lost forever that, as a performer that would make me really sad yeah. but at least you've got it you can you can go back and you can see see how it works yeah I mean you've been doing this for six years yeah yeah six or seven years six or seven years with, with this company yeah do you have sort of a recollection of your favorite or best scene or song or just mm. moment that you've come off stage and gone absolutely nailed that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a few, few and far between because we're a bunch of annoying perfectionists. But um, yeah, I do have a couple of moments where I just felt really like so happy and at, at home on stage. I think one of my favorite moments was at the first time I did the Apollo, when which was our first West End run. Mm-hmm. And um I think it was set in a mattress company and I just remember having such a great time <laughs> and doing some kind of Kira Knightley impression for some reason. Can't remember why. Amazing. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. And then another favourite moment was Edinburgh that's just gone because I was doing a solo show as well. And that's, I don't know if you've ever done a solo show, but they're like really hard work, great, but re- a real slog. So I'd had quite a tough day and then I came to do Showstoppers in the evening and we have the luxury of a really big audience for Edinburgh um, with showstoppers. So they were just like, you know, 700 really happy people. <laughs> so I was singing a song and just like, oh, yes, this is great. Thank God this is sort of cleansing my earlier show experience of the day. Yeah. So, yeah, moments like that are like brilliant. And then there was another moment where for some... Do you remember that YouTube craze of like planking? where people were just like, it was like a meme or something. Oh, yeah. People were just like lying on their stomachs. Well, and, and just in random places. Yeah, in yeah. random places. And I think, I don't know why again, but I think we'd like integrated it into a chorus or something or like a, da- it was like a sort of dance move. And there was just a really nice moment where all of us turned away from the audience and we were just all totally in sync and just like turned and landed on our stomachs at the same time. And it was a really nice moment of like, yeah, we were all on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Because that must be quite hard if... Because I guess for a lot of the time, if you're not sort of at the focal point of any scene, mm. you are completely taking the lead from whoever is. Mm. Does it ever happen where they go in a direction either that you're not expecting or that you go, oh, I would have done something differently? <laughs> yeah, definitely the first one. Definitely, oh, I wasn't expecting that sort of thing. And that's, that is really nice. Like, that's the thing about improv is hopefully you should always be being surprised and stuff I think it gets hard when you're not being surprised yeah I I don't think well you you try not to think oh I would have done that differently I guess that's the part of you you're trying to let go of Hmm. because we kind of think about it as like committing to your ideas but being happy to drop them immediately yeah I guess you don't have time to go oh that isn't really you kind of have to go okay I've got to do something not what I was thinking yeah because how how in terms of seconds or or minutes how far ahead in your mind are you planning what you're going to do next I'm not I don't think you just go with (laughs) it yeah yeah I don't I don't think you can I think if you are doing that that's when you get 
stuck in your head, as right. it were. So I think, yeah, as improvisers, it, hopefully, you're, if you're listening to the other person, then you are, then you have no option but to stay in the moment. What about entrances and exits in terms of coming in, someone else is already in the scene, already in a song. Yeah. Are you stage managed as, okay, now would be a good time or is it, I'm going on now? Yeah. (laughs) No, it'd be really funny. If if we were stage managed, I think we'd be like, what? You know, get lost. I can go on when I want sort of thing. It would feel really strange to us. So, I mean, stage managed in that way. We just make that decision ourselves, And it is is quite um, a judgment call you know it's yeah. as you can imagine like having seen it it's quite a delicate balance of like you don't want to like stamp on someone's moment you want to ha- like add to it so yeah so I still find it quite a delicate judgment of when to enter you know when it's going to be helpful and when to exit yeah that's the other thing sometimes it's really helpful to leave the stage <laughs> yeah so that takes a while to sink in as well when you first sort of discovering improvising mm-hmm. yeah. but it, it's something that I was thinking when I was watching it in terms of a musical, it's almost easier to come in during the middle of someone else's song or moment than it would be if it was not musical and just straight drama, but still improv, wouldn't it? Because you can sort of provide an interlude or a bit of a backing. (laughs) And I just, it was quite subtle yesterday how there were just moments where some of the company members just sort of came on, sat in the background as like an observer and Mm. then sort of took over when at the natural moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. That Maybe that is a bit more complicated, yeah, and requires a bit more sort of tuning in. Well, I guess because mm. you're tuning in musically. When would it be lovely for this song to have a different voice or, you know, a different perspective? Or, yeah, so there's a bit more to think about. But the, the whole thing is so is so seamless. It, it oh, felt, it felt so, there was no, certainly last night, there was no moment where I sat there and went, oh, that jarred. Every transition, every scene ending or, or song change or... Like in the Act One finale, you know what they're like in the traditional yeah. musical where it sort of is woven between different bits of different characters and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. It, it all it all felt like it could be plausibly a, a show, which I guess is what oh, you're great. aiming for. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. Yeah, we're always trying to make it more like a musical and um, yeah, which is hard because it is improvised. But yeah, I think the seamless thing is interesting because we also have like Obviously, it's not just the performers making it feel like that. We also have a brilliant uh, lighting designer, um, Damien, lighting operator and designer, who is also improvising. So I think that really helps as well with those transitional moments that he is also in tune with us, like, you know, improvising when and what to do with the lights. That must be so scary for him. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a pro, so yeah. he's he's totally, you know. There wasn't one missed missed cue where someone stood up or someone went to say something, especially when the director cuts in. Mm. You know, he's up and that, that light is on him straight away. Like, yeah. it, it's, it must be, his, he must have fingers of fire. Uh, yeah, I think he does. I love that. That can be his um, catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love it. Are there lots of sort of showstopper secrets about the the methods that you have <laughs> certainly in the early moments of the show even from the minute that the the director or, or the writer is is on stage interacting with the audience are you all sort of backstage listening going okay we can do that we can do that you can be this person no no we're not like genuinely really? and again I think if we were doing that it would be if someone was going okay you can do this I'd be like what I'll do what I want, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it would fit as as improvisers, that would feel really strange if someone was trying to engineer it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the interesting thing is that that couldn't really work for us. So at what at what point do you We are listening. You are listening. Yeah, we are listening. Okay. We're in the wings and we're listening like as hard as we can. 
but we don't sort of share with each other also because we're mic'd oh right yeah, yeah. Of so um so we don't kind of say i'll do this you do that uh, because also we we would be missing information so we're just yeah, yeah just trying to listen and um you know someone might be putting on a hat <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's the sort of thing that happens yeah. And then when you come behind that screen, the, the, the backdrop, mm. what are you doing in that first few moments? Well, that's really interesting because I haven't done that yet. Because that, Oh, that, is um, that new? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen it. Like, I've, I've been on the stage and seen it and yeah. stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. I I'm, can't wait to find out. <laughs> okay. Because I, I guess there were props and stuff right there because people were going yeah, around I and think, then coming back. But Oh, yes. I think, yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, there are. Um, so uh, that is a place where you can, yeah, put on a hat or I guess put on a coat. I presume they're back there. It's, it's just so clever how it all works because they just go around and you can kind of see them. Yes. You, you can kind of see them there and then they'll come out and they'll just be completely, they'll have <laughs> either hat, like you say, have a hat or a coat on and it makes such a difference. Yeah. Last night there was a, a Hamilton duel number mm-hmm. between two, two of the characters, but then some of the others that weren't sort of in that scene just put like um, the George Washington type hat on and like the Hamilton type coat and just came on and started doing Hamilton-esque choreography. And I was just creasing because it's just that intuition. I just have such admiration for that intuition of, oh, there's a hat that's Hamilton. Let's go on and do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we've we've um, we've always used although the sort of sc- that particular screen is new. We've always used the sort of like the hat and the the hats and the coats and the props and stuff. And yeah, there's a, a lot of fun to be had with that with those just quick decisions and yeah. So in terms of the shows that people are calling out at the beginning, mm. there must be some that are shouted out a lot of the time. Yes, are your sort of props and, and little bits of costume. When you're sort of before the production process starts, are you thinking, okay, maybe we need stuff for Hamilton, stuff for that kind of stuff, so oh. that if those ones come up, we we we're prepared? <laughs> no, uh, that hasn't actually occurred to me. I think, like again, because your brain would be so busy if you were thinking that. Because yeah, and also you don't know how those songs are going to be used. Mm. You don't know at what moment they're going to come, which characters will be singing, whether you'll be backstage, on stage. Yeah, so like the props and costumes are always just, they're all there and they're all set out. Are they all completely random then? Do you mean random as in like... When they're all compiled before the show's even started, who's sort of gone, this is the sort of thing we should have? I don't know, because I think like the originators of the show, you know, 11 years ago, I think they presumably got together a bunch of stuff that they thought would be, (laughs) you know, fun to use. And then when we were kind of revamped at the, our first West End run, we had... um, costume designer etc who like sort of spruced everything up and had new ideas but essentially it's always the same collection of stuff every single night just multi-purpose exactly yeah so we can use it however we like and it's actually really fun when someone uses something like in an unexpected way (laughs) yeah 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 you're doing your first show on on friday by the time this goes up you will have done it what are you most looking forward to about being on stage at the other palace i really like the feel of that space like when i went and saw the set and got on stage i just thought it was lovely like how close the audience are and so it kind of feels intimate and yet it is big enough to feel like a big crowd so i'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to the new set, you know, new for me and, you know, and the screen. <laughs> and um, I also am excited about the the audience who come to the other palace because it feels like potentially there might be quite a few people who are really into musicals and you don't have to be into musicals to enjoy our show. But when people are, sometimes it means the suggestions are really nice and like, 
it's a real variety for us, which is lovely. It, it certainly felt like that last night, mm. especially when the band. Oh, yeah. When, when something really niche happens, <laughs> this, this is evidence of how musical theatreized the crowd was last night. In the Hamilton number, the pianist just did a little bit of a, a motif Aww. from a tiny, the tiniest moment of Hamilton mm. and the crowd, literally, <laughs> myself included, everyone just loved it. And, was, and that's the thing, those musicians must work just as hard as you guys oh, yeah. doing. Oh, completely. It's, it's, it must be terrifying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the, that's the interesting thing is that I don't think any of us find it, you know, terrifying anymore. In a way, I think lots of us, myself included, would find it scarier to do something where we had to remember complicated choreography and set harmonies. I'd be like, why can't I just improvise, you know? But yeah, the musicians are amazing. And they, like us, they have to have such a wide knowledge of musicals. And they have to, like, really be interested, which they are, in, you know, investigating the nature of different musical theatre. And, yeah, they're incredible. They're really, yeah, and they're, they're really, like, as much a part of the process as we are, obviously, like, in terms of when we have workshops to sort of train our skills, they're doing the same, you know, very um, involved. And, and, you know, like, with the transitions, as we were talking about earlier, again, the musicians are also, sometimes they're making that sort of they're taking the initiative with that making it smooth you know we're all working together mm-hmm. and I guess there, there's still that silent communication as well isn't yeah. there and, and I was I was trying to work it out and I guess it's it's gestures isn't it and and all that kind of I'm building up to the end of my number <laughs> sort of thing yeah I think like you know having strong physicality really helps and is really helpful for them and it's interesting because like sometimes we're leading and sometimes they are even within the same verse or chorus, like uh, it's really like give and take. But I reckon because they know us so well now as performers, they can, I think they can sense like, yeah, when we're building to something, when we want to pick up the rhythm, when we want to slow it down. So they're very like in tune with us, like intuitive, yeah, very intuitive. And at the start, obviously you all come on, you are all equal in terms of your role and your position within this musical you are about to create. Yeah. How does it happen? I mean, I, I guess I know the answer. It's it's all it just happens. <laughs> but the there there's so that last night there were sort of two main characters. Mm. Does that just come out of what happens right on the stage? Yeah, it does. And you never know whether you're gonna spend a show being like the protagonist, or maybe like, yeah, two main characters, or you might be just like random multiple you know multiple roles and I think that's yeah it's interesting because you never know from night to night who you're going to (laughs) be or how much you're going to be involved but even if you're a tiny part you're still really helpful to you know as you probably noticed like if someone did have a smaller role they were probably there like you know making other stuff look good um, and supporting with the, the, the backing vocals and the dancing you know and actually really helping to move the show along. Yeah. Sort of when, when those big moments are, are over mm. and sort of helping just push the plot further. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. So you're very much like sharing the load sort of thing. I guess my, my last question is, what is your favourite thing about improv? What what keeps you doing it? Because it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. I think, oh, I don't know, there's so much that I love about it. I think I love the fact that you never get bored doing it like you're always taking a risk you can never get like complacent I love that and I love I guess I just love that it's playing I think at its best you're connecting with someone and being playful 
So what you make together is going to be playful too. So it can never be like stale, you know, it can never be like dull theatre. <laughs> it's always going to be fun. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been, I'm so glad that I got to ask all my questions because I was sitting there <laughs> last night going, I really want to know how that works. So <laughs> it, it's always great to get that extra insight. Oh, you're welcome. Good luck with the, the run at the other palace and hopefully there'll be many more stays in London. Yeah, thanks very much. Showstopper, the improvised musical, is running at the other palace until the 16th of March. You can also see it one Monday a month at the Lyric Theatre in the West End. Susan's also got a comedy podcast that you can listen to. It's called Haley and Ruth, Two Stars. That's it for this week. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and follow the podcast on all of the socials. Just search for Backstage With Podcast or tap the links in the episode description. Thank you to John Potter at Joe Allen PR, the Museum of Comedy and What Goes On Media. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.